Hello everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Fully Free with Ashley. I've decided that I'm not going to record that like robotic introduction that you hear on a lot of podcasts introducing the podcast when I was re-listening to my first podcast. It just made me cringe. So I'm just going to introduce the podcast in my own way every single time uh, just to let you know what it's about. So this podcast will bring you many insights to support your journey of creating your best life on your own terms. In other words, living fully free. And the podcast is going to bring conversation on mental health, personal growth, relationships, eating disorder recovery, and so much more. So first of all, I just want to say that if my voice sounds different, it's because I've been sick for the last week. I'm pretty much better now other than just some congestion, so don't mind that. Uh, And I also just want to say thank you all for listening to my first podcast, my introduction. Uh, It means a lot to me to have so much support, like verbally, uh, emotionally, and everyone who reached out to me. I like really, really appreciate it more than I can put into words. The first time I ever got really vulnerable with... I guess the public population or like everyone I know on a large scale was when I released my first blog about my eating disorder, which was over two years ago now. I think I spoke to that a little bit in the introductory episode, but after I posted that, I just felt so much freedom and like a huge weight lifted off my chest and shoulders. Like I wasn't carrying the burden of this struggle I've had with eating and um, excessive training like I wasn't holding that in my body anymore I had like released it and just let it go and that freedom that was accessed for me through vulnerability I'm just so passionate about continuing to live in that every single day and that's what I hope this podcast um, inspires other people to do as well no matter what your story is or no matter how small you think your voices or like no one will care about what you have to say I just really disagree I think we all have really valuable life lessons and experiences and things that we can share with others to help them in their lives and that that really is our purpose to grow together I feel way less uh, anxious or uppity this time to record I just feel like I'm having a conversation into my computer which feels kind of nice Uh, So as promised, this second episode is going to be uh, a really deep dive into my entire history and experience uh, with an eating disorder. And starting with just the truth that I don't tell my story or post about it in hopes of like getting pity from people or drawing attention to myself I do it more so like I said a little bit before because the vulnerability just really opens up something powerful for me and I also think the more that I talk about it the more that other people will be willing to talk about it because the more we break down the stigma around topics that are kind of like taboo uh, the more normalized it gets and then the more comfortable we all can be just living in our truth and Um, choosing to step past whatever struggles we've had whether they're with food or something else so I'll just go as far back as I can remember and start there I remember being a little child and comparing I guess older girls bodies and determining in my mind like what I thought was attractive and I guess worthy and I'm not sure because I'm not anyone else so I'm not sure if other girls remember doing that when they were younger too 
but that was always sort of a thing in my mind from basically as long as I can remember. Um, And then I remember consciously becoming actually more aware of my body. I think it was around like grade four or five. Um, I was actually looking at photos the other day when my family was at this family event. It wasn't really our family. It was another family's, but it was a big barbecue and we were swimming and the photos from that day I remember because I remember that specific day feeling really bloated from whatever we had eaten and like being very self-conscious and a bit down I guess I don't think I was fully present in the moment and that was pretty young that was like I guess age 10 or 11 um but that at that those times I still like ate with my family I ate normal meals I played many sports so I think that those were just thoughts at the time. There was no actions or reactions to those thoughts. And overall, my family uh, ate pretty well. Like from what I remember growing up, I know we had lots of fruits, lots of veggies. I also know though that being a sports family, we're always on the go and we did have fast food and uh, frozen meals sometimes like most families that I know. But I do recall... Uh, always eating whatever I felt like whatever I wanted enjoying fast food even eating my sister's fast food and forcing her to give it to me (laughs) so I wasn't always very restrictive or in that mindset even though I was aware of bodies and body differences and what I felt was attractive Um, it wasn't until high school when I know I consciously started looking into like what diets there are like what diets to lose weight, what diets to stay fit, how to get the best body, those type of things. Or when I became interested in like magazine articles talking about like 30-day cleanse or whatever, all of those things that are everywhere just in our face. And even when I was still training really hard for sports, so that was up until grade 10. Uh, Grade 10 was a very busy, busy year for me. Um, I was training on three hockey teams and then also um, school soccer and rep soccer. Uh, So I had sports basically every single day. There's going to be a lot of other episodes on sports topics and what contributed to the end of my careers in my sports. But that year was very physically demanding on me. And then also I quit hockey at the end of that year, which will be another episode too. Um, and when I quit, it was basically very stressful for me because my family was disappointed and I think I internalized that also as, um, feeling like I didn't have a purpose anymore. Like who am I without the sport that I've literally dedicated majority of my free time to? I didn't really know who I was. Um, luckily I still stayed committed to my soccer and trying to pursue post-secondary school with soccer which helped keep me alive a little bit, but I definitely think quitting hockey was a trigger for me in terms of um, using food and eating as a form of control to calm my anxiety. And then also during this time, I had been in an emotionally unstable connection with a guy who was not healthy for me, and I attributed my self-worth to how he treated me and I tried to fix him obviously you know those type of patterns that you can get yourself into when you attract people that you want to fix and save from themselves but you end up uh, hurting yourself in the process and I was young you know that's a young age and I've forgiven myself for all the choices that I've made back then but 
I know for a fact that all the decisions then and all the emotional stress was also a factor at that time. So I think it was a combination of everything that piled onto me in that grade 10 year that that was underlying sort of my push towards more consciously choosing to diet and thinking if I can make my body look a certain way then I will matter more or I will attract more people or I will be worthy enough uh, which is not true for me or for anyone else but this is what I deeply believed at the time and like I talked a little bit about in the first introduction episode there's so many factors that go into the development of eating disorders and there's a lot of things that aren't understood yet some people's eating disorders begin and they had no problem with body image like nothing at all no uh, history with body image issues and then other people they think their stems very deeply from body image issues um i think everyone's situation is a combination of unique factors and i definitely like i said before believe there's a genetic component and what matters is that we can come out on the other side and learn from the experience and then help others so they don't go through the same thing or if they do know that they can still create their lives and start clean and have a new chapter no matter what they've been through before no matter what you've been through with eating or drug addiction or I don't know emotional abuse physical abuse from someone you love anything like you can really come out on the other side of that no matter what it is you've been through so yeah moving on uh, mine my eating disorder definitely started from like playing around with dieting and people don't really know we all don't really know the dangers of dieting and how prevalent diet culture is just in our world around us every single day Um, not just in magazines and on the radio but in our conversations with friends and what we talk about and what we prioritize in our lives and dieting for me started as like maybe skipping breakfast or just eating a small bar for breakfast and then I remember sometimes at lunch I would skip lunch at school and just have like raw carrots and celery and at this time I was still playing sports I was still training a lot Um, and then after I had quit hockey in grade 10 that was when like thoughts kind of flooded my head like oh my god I'm not going to be training for hours weekly now I'm going to get fat that was like my number one fear oh my god I'm going to get fat I need to do something to control this so dieting became a lot more purposeful at that time moving into grade 11 for me and I continued with like disorderly habits um skipping meals eating less cutting carbs like I went on the whole oh carbs are bad for you and my family was very carb heavy eaters so like I would avoid pastas I would never eat bread um I just had all these little rules and I was definitely on most days probably eating less than a thousand calories a day and I wasn't I was still working out I went to the gym like a few times a week and I was lifting weights and toward till the end of high school and playing soccer and I didn't really think anything of what I what I was doing or what kind of negative consequences long term it could have on my body And I honestly relate that a little bit to the fact that we're not really told about how dieting can impact us so heavily or how it can lead into eating disorders and also how eating disorders are not always what you would think. Like I had been taught what eating disorders are through like those pictures of girls looking in the mirror and the the mirror reflection shows like a bigger body and then 
the the actual version of themselves is smaller like not all eating disorders are like that I didn't look in the mirror ever and see myself as like a really big person that I needed to get smaller um and I definitely didn't come across as someone that would look like I would have an eating disorder because I just looked fit um I never got too 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 skinny in high school at least I mean in grade 12 people did comment that I had lost quite a bit of weight um but I wasn't like sickly skinny I never looked like someone who needed help immediately and that is something we really need to bring attention to in the world because majority of the people struggling with eating disorders are people in normal like normal defined by society's term normal and larger bodies versus the ones that look like very very stick stick like and very thin like the percentage is more on the regular body size and I also want to clarify when I say regular I don't mean that some other body size like bigger bodies or smaller bodies are not regular in terms of not being good enough or in comparison I just say regular in terms of what society deems like a a healthy BMI per se and then I remember having an emotionally traumatic experience towards the end of grade 12 and I remember self-coping with food so I had like a mini binge I would say so just to define what binges are binges aren't the same as overeating like when you joke I just binge ate because you ate a bag of chips like maybe you overate in a sitting but binging is when you feel a loss of control you can't stop you eat until you're past fullness like you could literally throw up um feelings of unworthiness these are all things that relate to a binge and I remember having my first one on a bunch of uh cookies and whatever else I can find in the fridge it was in, in freezer and cupboards it was grade 12 And I remember the emotions that I felt after, like feeling totally worthless, like disgusting, so gross, like what's wrong with me? Um, And I feel like now through self-reflection and personal growth, that was like a form of self-sabotage in a way. I was like reconfirming that I already didn't think I was good enough. And then I used the food, like the momentary satisfaction you get from eating something that tastes good to cope with the overwhelming emotions that I felt from the experiences in my life at that time and I also didn't know that dieting and physically restricting your caloric intake also causes your body to slow down its metabolism first of all so your body burns less when it's getting less because it thinks it's going into starvation and also binging is an evolutionary adaptation it's your body like think about if we were in caveman times or cavewoman times and sometimes we went for days without food but then you got the opportunity to eat you would really feast you'd eat everything you could and then in anticipation of not having food for a while you'd continue eating until you're overstuffed and your body and my body did this or does this as a protective mechanism because it's not sure when it's going to get enough food again Um, and that would be from dieting from not eating enough regularly and also from even just having restrictive thoughts and worries around eating all these things can contribute to binge episodes as well so at the time I knew nothing about this I actually just learned about all this evolution um and the biology behind binging and eating disorders recently which really fascinates me and 
So as I continued to like randomly binge and then starve and then that's when the pattern sort of started towards the end of high school. I would after I would binge eat I'd be like oh that was disgusting I better I better like not eat now for a day and then sometimes I would not eat for the next 24 hours or I would not eat for however long and go to the gym and do like intense cardio for two hours and that sort of literally became my life like that was the pattern of my life but at this time at the end of high school it wasn't like all the time it would be like sometimes and then other times were very like great and my eating felt okay, although I still had restrictions on what I could eat and portion control and stuff. Um, when things were emotionally really okay for me and my life circumstances felt good, my my binging and like obsessive controlling was kind of lower. And I had convinced myself at this point that I could handle this by myself. Like I don't have an eating disorder. I just, I don't know, eat too much sometimes and I just have lack of self-control. So I need to have more willpower. That's what this is. Uh, and I really believed that, and um, I accepted my invitation to Western University last minute in grade 12. I actually wanted to take a year off. I wasn't ready, but my family wanted me to go right away, so I went to Western. Only lasted a week because I literally cried every single day. I did not enjoy Frosh Week. I did not feel emotionally stable or ready. My mental health was really not stable at this point um, in terms of my eating disorder and then also the emotional stuff that I went through in grade 12. Um, So I begged my parents to let me come home. I begged, begged, begged them. I remember during that week I I didn't eat that much because I was like really emotional. Um, I think I tried to eat like super healthy, like only salads and like didn't enjoy any of the the residence buffet stuff. I do remember though that one day when I just had an emotional breakdown, I literally went to the vending machine and bought like six chocolate bars and ate them all at once. Um, I remember because I it, it brought up the same feelings of like worthlessness. Like, look, you just confirmed that you suck, basically, which is not true. That was just my form of coping. We all cope in different ways. Some people cope with um, excessive exercise. Some people take drugs. Some people do other things. Uh, there's so many different ways and just having an awareness around what your body calls to itself to do when it feel when you notice that you're feeling feelings of stress and or worry or whatever it is is really powerful so anyways fast forward I did end up coming home and working for a year and saving money and then uh, reapplying for university and then during this time I was still playing soccer casually um, after taking many months off because I had a knee surgery and I was weightlifting and just still very active and that year from what I remember was pretty good Uh, and then the year that I started university I just felt very overwhelmed UFT was very challenging Uh, I met great people I still love everyone that I met but I really didn't get the fullest uh, the fullest experience of university because I didn't put myself out there a lot I really had a low self-esteem the entire time and I'm just kind of noticing it at towards the end of university was when I started to notice uh, how much more I could have got out of my experience because I held back a lot and I literally let my eating disorder run my life throughout university so this was when it really started to get bad um I believe it was the year that I came back from western um after I started preparing for U of T that I started to 
binge eat a lot more so like binging starving binging starving and when I say binging binging I literally mean eating ridiculous amounts that like even to the point of past feeling sick like I could eat a whole pizza um, two bags of cookies like three donuts five um, five chocolate bars at once like bags of chips literally literally everything like I I used to joke that I could win an eating contest and people thought I was joking because they only ever saw me eat like salad but I was like no you don't actually know um but then I started to use laxatives at this time so laxatives are pills that make you go to the bathroom um basically diarrhea and although it doesn't help you lose weight necessarily because it doesn't take the calories away from what you ate it, it empties the stuff out of your body faster so it made me feel calm because I um I didn't know what to do after I ate so much so like if I abused those laxatives I went to the bathroom pretty quickly and my body felt pretty empty uh and then I would also go to the gym so let's say I had a binge like I'm talking like 5,000 or 10,000 calories at once I would take a bunch of laxatives and then go to the gym and go on the stair climber for like an hour and a half at a high level And then come home and go to bed and then not eat for the next day until the next night. Um, And that basically became a pattern through at least two to three years of my university experience. Obviously sometimes, sorry I'm really stuffy right now. Obviously sometimes during my university experience, not every single day was like this. Like some days I had better better experiences some days I ate lunch with my friends but I would still like restrict after. I still had so many rules and such a feeling of um no control around food like what's wrong with me I thought about food all day like obsessively and I also didn't know that 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 is connected to restricting and I just think I didn't know that I was restricting for so many years I didn't even know what like my hunger cues were anymore I didn't know when I was hungry I didn't know why I thought about food all day and I didn't know that that's also evolutionary it's your body saying look you need to feed me now And then third year university, I decided to start playing hockey again after many years off. And I played on a rep team for fun. It was such a great year. Um, But I also remember at this time, I was also heavy lifting in the gym like four or five times a week. Still binging, still using laxatives. Um, I also started to take like fat burners. So like caffeine pills and all these other type of crazy pills from like fitness stores um what else did I do some point around after a few years of the initiation of my eating disorder I also started to purge so um throwing up my food in secret mostly in my basement never in public but this was also a significant part of my personal journey that continued as I got deeper and deeper into my eating disorder Oh, I started to use coffee um, so I wouldn't have to eat as much. So I would try to drink like, I don't know, four coffees and not eat all the way until the afternoon. Like I had really weird periods and like things I made up that I would try to do. And then actually coffee doesn't really fully agree with my body, but I kept using it anyway. And then this year was also the year that I developed like really bad cystic acne. So I'm going to talk about skincare on some episodes here too. I did not know the connection between eating disorders, um, like blood sugar imbalances and skin issues, which I'll go into depth in the future on. Um, I didn't know about that connection until years after. Um, 
Uh, but I remember this year specifically because I did have some really uh, tough times with my binging and, and starving. So I specifically remember because uh, I would take like, you're not supposed to take them, but like caffeine fat burner things and pre-workout before I played hockey and I would not eat because um, one time I remember I had like a, such a massive binge and I just felt really gross and I had a hockey tournament that weekend and I played the entire weekend so I think that was five or six games without eating for two days I just had fat burner pills and drank a lot of water went to bed at the end of the night like after I played three or four games and we were double shifting so like intense workouts and thinking back to that I feel really sad not just for that day but that just really sticks out in my mind but in general for like everything I put my body through all the time and like my my self-talk the way I spoke to myself all the time and how I based my worth off of being in control of the shape of my body or how my body looked and thinking that people would only like me or I would only be good enough if I was this way or if I looked this way if my butt was this big if my arms were this skinny like all these things that just controlled everything in my life for years and it just makes me really sad when I think back to those times and throughout all of this like all of these years I really only talked about struggling I think once or twice once to one of my best friends and then once to my sister but I also was like oh I'm struggling but I'm fine and I can deal with it myself it's just something I'm going through. Like, I wasn't fully honest. Like, oh, I actually have an eating disorder. Like, I really, really need help. And it wasn't until, like, one time I decided to get one of those bottles at Shoppers that you drink before you get, like, a colonoscopy. So it's, like, laxative juice. And I, like, chugged the whole thing. And I was really sick. Um, it felt absolutely disgusting. And I just remember sitting in my car thinking, like, Ashley what are you actually doing like you really really need to ask for help at this point like this is not okay this has been going on for years you can't fix it yourself you can't keep hiding behind your identity as an athlete as the fit girl as the girl that's always in the gym when you know like it you're not happy and it was at that point that I decided to reach out for help so I went to my family doctor for just a regular appointment and like expressed kind of what I was going through and I had to get a blood test to get to check if um, I was I don't know had something low enough to get accepted into um, eating disorder help at the hospital and I didn't I didn't fail that test so I wasn't able to get free support I didn't know much about other access to support at the time and I didn't really have money or coverages to get like psychotherapy or psychology at the time but I ended up starting to pay out of pocket uh, myself for an online psychotherapist. Um, and then I ended up getting this eating disorder workbook. Um, so when I stopped doing the therapy, I kept working through the workbook on my own. And then I also printed a free workbook online. And that was like the initiation of my healing, like accepting that I'm not okay. I need to do something about this. And like my gym sessions and my excessive training isn't fun for me anymore. Um, And it was all even through all these these years, like sometimes I would go play soccer for like four hours a day at like drop in at Hershey with my guy friend. So much fun. But I would do that and like not eat all day or like only have like a sour lollipop that I brought to like, I don't know, make me feel like I was making myself more fit. They're all like delusional 
things that I did for so long that I feel like I I know other people do things like this um, maybe not to the extent that I did and maybe not to the extent of being labeled as an eating disorder but things that are disordered in nature that are so like regular in our society all around us that we just like turn a blind eye to them because oh that person's just choosing to be healthier or trying to uh, lose weight or whatever it is and then I ended up coming across yoga um just one random day my friend brought me to a yoga jam class uh, which is a yoga class with music and I enjoyed it I don't think I fell in love with it per se the first time but something called me back and I just kept coming back kept coming back and it I really 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 call yoga or relate my healing like fully like me jumping into it to my yoga practice because I had never done something where I could just be there and be with how I was feeling that day and like breathe like I was so used to doing ice hockey or intense weightlifting like breathing really fast like heart rate up adrenaline pumping like fight or flight response hard workouts And yes, power yoga was actually very hard for me, but in a different way, like I had to slow down my breathing. I had to be okay with where I was at. And I listened to some really inspirational teachers just talking about like living where you are now and being okay with it and like just keep showing up with what you have and like know that that is enough, things like that. They just really spoke to me on the deepest level and I was inspired to keep showing up. So I started practicing yoga like, between four to seven times a week um and like a lot of the time especially when I first started I would literally cry on my mat at the end of practice like I was just flushing out so much shit (laughs) part of my language so much stuff that had just been built up in my body and that I had held on to for so long like emotionally physically not only connected to my eating disorder but connected to everything in my life um I was just letting all that go and I don't think I would have accessed this place of vulnerability and like choosing healing in the way that I have if I hadn't found yoga and power yoga Canada which is where I fell in love with this beautiful practice and that's why I pursued my yoga teacher training to hopefully pass on the same joy and freedom that I found on my mat so since time has passed from my first blog post and first coming out so two and a half years I've had like a couple relapses, um, like a couple per year, I would say, but they only lasted a day. Like they would last a day and then I would climb out of the funk and just choose to begin again, begin as if I had not gone backwards a couple steps because healing is, is not never linear. Even that picture that shows like healing like mountains and then dips and then mountains again, it's not even like that. It's more like a big, giant, messy circles like all over the place some days you really don't know what you're doing but you keep doing it anyways because you know you need to um so that's what healing has become for me this is the longest um ever that I can remember that I haven't had a relapse I think I would say um close to 10 months uh which is very powerful for me I'm actually very excited to be continuing to step forward and trusting this journey and um, being open about it. So I thank you all for supporting me so much. And then something I've just had to navigate through recovery is like figuring out 
what it feels like to be hungry, what it feels like to be full, like being okay with being overfull sometimes and knowing that it's not the same as a binge and also that just because I ate too much maybe with my family, that doesn't mean the rest of my day is ruined. Whereas like my old mentality uh, was very much based on how I ate. Like if I ate this much, I can't go out or I won't feel good enough or I don't have anything that will look good on my body, so I'm not going tonight. A lot of my past experiences were based on my eating and I missed out on a lot, not only like university events, social events, I canceled on friends last minute, I was unreliable, Um, I randomly would call in sick to work when I ate too much because I needed to work out like an extra three hours, Uh, I missed out on concerts, I missed out on cottage weekends, vacations, so many things and I think it's really important for me and for you no matter what caused you to miss out on things in your life maybe it's not eating maybe it's an addiction to an unhealthy person or etc whatever it is you're going through I think it's really important for all of us to like look back at all the things that we've missed out on with with uh, a lens of mourning like a lens of sadness but also like compassion for ourselves and knowing that at the time that was the best we had to give like we were doing what we could with what we had and it was what we knew but now we know better and now we can keep putting one foot ahead of the other and stumbling forward like my friend Laura says and just knowing that we can expand and step beyond that and live freely and powerfully from a totally different space we don't have to stay stuck in the shit that we used to live in or that we used to let control us and just to go a bit more in depth on what I mean by like recovery isn't linear um, as well that like during this process it wasn't like I after I wrote the blog the first time two two and a half years ago I was like oh well now I just know like what it means to be recovered or what I have to do like it really is a process of trial and error like At that time, when I first got really into yoga, I tried to go vegan for a while. I lost a lot of weight. And it was actually from a well-intentioned place. But I was actually unhealthily skinny at that point for my body. Um, And so that was like a learning curve for me because I was trying to do what was healthy, but it was just another form of restriction. And so then I had to overcome that and like look at what I could do differently in in regard to that. So now I'm just living without restriction um like I eat meat I eat eggs again thank god I miss those um I'm working with a health coach and some practitioners for um my hypothalamic amenorrhea so I'm going to go into depth on that um episode four uh so I do have a couple things that are different in terms of what I'm eating right now but that's that's easy for me now because it's coming from a place of what can I do to help my body heal and be nourished and thrive rather than a place of self-sabotage and lack of self-love and feelings of worthlessness and for a while when I first was really honest about my eating disorder I was worried about what people would think about me when we're out like what if I said no to dessert because I actually just don't want it right now what if people are like oh it's because her eating disorder um But now I just really don't care because I know the truth. Like I know my truth. I know deep down that I'm choosing to heal and that I know what I need. I know when I'm hungry. I know when I'm full. Um, And I don't mind talking about this openly anywhere in front of anyone. So I don't have anything to hide anymore. And it just feels 
like I am a whole different Ashley than I was when I was in the depth of this really hard struggle but I'm so happy that I went through this struggle because I think it's like ignited a fire underneath me to just reach out to as many people as I can and continue talking and continue trying to make a positive impact in the world now to just move beyond like my personal journey a bit and just to talk about eating disorders in general and society I think something that's really helped me and maybe can help anyone out there struggling with like body image issues and like comparison of your body to other people um the same way like there's height diversity and eye color diversity and hair diversity like curly hair straight hair there's body size diversity like as a species we are not all meant to look the same we're not all born with the same genetics with the same number of fat cells the same um diet that sustains us the same interest in physical activity like whatever whatever combinations we could talk about here there's so much that goes into our body size and shape and no matter what size you are now or you were or you are in the future like that doesn't take away from your worth as a human being even if you have pounds to lose because you want to lose pounds to prevent diabetes or so you can run around with your grandkids or whatever your decision and reasons why you're always worthy now and I think really remembering that and coming from that place especially when the days are hard when you really don't feel like you're good enough or you look good enough or it's taking you so long to lose the the pounds and you've been putting in so much work just like staying true to the belief that underneath all this that you have to do and be you're already perfect now like there's nothing you need to change about yourself and then I also recognize that it is normal to want to progress and it is normal if you're like very overweight and it's affecting your health negatively to want to make a difference and or make a change in your life I fully support that I think we all have like the fundamental right to feel safe and and wonderful and thrive in our bodies I just think our society sometimes loses um, the connection to the truth that we can find physical activities and ways to be active that serve us and that don't feel like a chore like I know some people that go to the gym and literally dread it you do not have to go to the gym if you do not enjoy it you can find physical activity that you love Like I actually still love the gym. I took about a year off weightlifting. I'm weightlifting again. I love it when I feel like it. I also am learning to dance like out of nowhere. Like I don't know. I just decided man I want to try learning to dance dance hall with no background in dance whatsoever. Like I did jazz when I was like five Um, and I love it so much. I sweat. It's a good physical activity. Like maybe you like hiking. Maybe you like biking whatever like you don't have to do what you don't like doing our ancestors survived and were strong and fit without gyms that we all seem to need to go to in this century so I just wanted to add that in there because like you just need to find your movement that makes you feel good and free because that's what physical activity is meant to be and that's what it finally is for me again I really just do what I feel like and I'm so appreciative of my body now and as for dieting I'm gonna have whole separate episodes on the dangers of diet culture and like what diet culture looks like but just 
I just really think it's important to know like it's normal to eat meals per day, many meals a day. It's normal to some days be hungrier than other days and want to eat more. It's normal to have snacks, to enjoy treats with your family. Um, I remember this one quote. I can't remember exactly how it went. It was a, like in one of those just posts that I read, but it was along the lines of like those extra five pounds are your Sunday, I don't know, Sunday night pizza with your lover or your ice cream date in Paris or whatever. Like don't miss out on the life that you can create and that you can live right now because you're worried about your body size, because you think your life is going to start after you lose five pounds, after you look good enough, after you feel like you're worthy enough. Because I promise you'll spend and waste years of your life worrying about that. Like I've already wasted so much. I can't waste another second not living my life because I don't feel like my body is worthy enough. So I'm just going to end there with that note on this subject for this week. If you have like any questions at all or even feedback, I really would love feedback. I love insights into what you would like us to talk about us like us because I'm going to be having guest speakers on the podcast but anything you'd want to bring like more awareness to or dive into like I want this podcast to be all-encompassing so next week I'm hoping to do a podcast on um, self-care and then establishing boundaries in relationships and I'm hoping to have a guest speaker on the podcast for that so I'll keep you in the loop for that and then the week after will be my podcast on hypothalamic amenorrhea and my experience with that and what I'm doing to physically heal right now I've thoroughly enjoyed recording my couple podcasts so far and I apologize for sounding stuffy throughout this podcast my throat's kind of like tickling now I guess I did just talk for the last 41 minutes straight so (laughs) can't really expect anything other than that but again thank you from the bottom of my heart for everyone for supporting me in this and I just want you all to go create your best lives and live them so I hope you all choose to do that today sending you so much love thank you so much okay see you later